0: Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. What we want to do today is help you take your junk drawer and turn it into a retirement vision. Sounds easy, right, Lauren?
1: Sounds easy enough.
0: Okay, we're going to help people make it happen today. I'm Molly Nelson. I'm here with Rochelle Smith. She is the producer of this podcast, and then the man who's going to help us make that junk drawer a retirement dream, Lauren Merkel. He's a certified financial planner and a certified financial fiduciary. Okay. You guys knew the junk drawer was coming. You opened up your junk drawers last night. What'd you find, Rochelle? Um, I have some matches. Got an Amazon return, like, package in With there. the return inside still? No, no, okay. it's just like the bag. Got it. Um, got some old cell phones, just some just some random stuff. Yeah, that's, a junk drawer is typically like random stuff that you couldn't find a better spot for, right, exactly. so they land in a drawer. Merkel. You open up your junk drawer. Mm.
1: What do you got? I've used it twice just recently. Uh, last night, actually, I found a lighter. Uh, I was lighting a citronella can- candle. Okay. So that was very helpful. Uh, this last weekend, I found a little nail that I could hang a picture that uh, Jace painted on her bedroom wall. Nice. Yeah. It was very nice.
0: Junk drawer. So tell me about like finding the nail, for example. Were you like... Oh. I need a nail. I know exactly where to go.
1: Well, yeah, it's funny you asked more about that because that it was a thing. So she got this, her birthday was in March. She turned nine. And she got this paint by number painting. And then her and her mom went to Wisconsin for a girl's getaway. And she was like, Could you have this hung up when, when I get home? I was like, Yeah, that's just sure, on me. it. No problem at all. She is literally trying to get in the door Sunday. And I'm like, I haven't hung this picture yet. So I'm, I, Go quick to the junk drawer, find this little tiny nail, <laughs> go to her bedroom, hang it up. I'm coming out of her bedroom as she's walking, turning turning the corner.
0: Okay. And, and you look like a hero. She doesn't know.
1: Oh, she walked into her bedroom and she was so happy. Oh, that's so cute. Happy.
0: Good job. Just in the nick of time. Now, Just in the nick of time. this says a little bit about your procrastination in life, but- Well, I
1: was busy. I had a lot of things going on. <laughs> Did you? A lot, lot of things, things
0: going on. Hey, you know what? All that matters in Jace's nine-year-old eyes is you said you'd put the picture up and you put the picture that's up. That's right. And
1: all because of the junk drawer, the junk drawer, <laughs> the junk
0: drawer came through. So guys, I did a little research on junk drawers and actually there are some people that study other people's junk drawers. So there's a consumer psychologist. I think she's at golden gate state university for those who may be interested in finding out more about this consumer <laughs> psychologist. And she's looked at people's junk drawers to kind of help. I think, you know, discern consumer habits. She says, your junk drawer says a lot about you.
1: I bet it does. Yeah. She hmm. says
0: it, even more so than looking and she's looked in people's closets, she's looked in their garages, she's looked in their pantries. And of course, the, the obvious stuff about the junk drawer, you know, is the things you couldn't find places for. You just don't know where a good spot for this is. But she also said that it says something about you because you store the things that you just can't quite get rid of. So, you know, what to you is is maybe sentimental or those, for some reason, you're hanging on to those phones. There may be more to it. Also, you store things that are maybe your good intentions, like she'll find like Nicorette gum in people's drawers or sunscreen that they never used, but thought they were going to start, you know, using. Right. So I thought that was really interesting, sort of the psychology of it. What do you think the old cell phone says about you, Rochelle? Uh, that there's stuff on it that I still want? Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. And someday you think, oh, I'll get that organized. I'll get that in one location. Mm. It won't happen. It'll just sit there forever. It is crazy when you have all that stuff. I've got an old laptop that I keep thinking, i got to get all the pictures off of that. we have had it for 15 years. I don't even think it probably turns on, but we're saving it in a drawer, which is in the kitchen, P.S., where I could be (laughs) storing kitchen stuff.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about the junk drawer, is that if you literally take that junk drawer out, toss it, all the contents into the garbage, it's not going to change your life, except for you're gonna have more space to store other things, right? But for some reason, there's all these things in these these junk drawers that we just can't find a way to get rid of, and that's how these junk drawers just collect.
0: And the way that you organize your literal junk drawer and your financial drawer are, are kind of the same way. I mean, the experts say declutter, purge. Do you really need that stockpile of soy sauce packets? Probably not, throw them away. Sort, group, and arrange into piles. Find storage solutions, trays, folders, whatever you need, and upkeep the junk drawer. So Lauren, you've been helping people retire for 20 plus years. They come to you and say, I've got all this stuff, Lauren. It's a junk drawer of investments and I don't know what to do with it. So this conversation about the soy sauce packets and the nails and the old phones, this really resonates with people when it comes to their retirement savings.
1: Yeah, it really does, because it's it's not that they refer to it as a junk drawer, but that's the feeling that they have in your literal junk drawer. There's just a lot of chaos. There's a lot of disorganization. Nothing is really probably uh, set in there neatly. And when you're on the doorsteps of retirement, you look at your financial affairs and you have this old 401k plan over here or this IRA over here or this life insurance policy that you you were uh, purchase way back when to pay off student debt or uh, mortgage and now you're not sure what to do with it you have all of these different financial vehicles that you've collected over the years and and now it's about how do they work together to pursue your next phase of the next phase of your life how do they work together to help you make that transition from the working years to the retirement years and beyond so it feels like chaos. It feels like a big disorganized mess. So that's, that's where the junk, the literal junk drawer that you have in your house compares nicely to this junk drawer of financials that you accumulate over a lifetime. But let's be clear. If you threw out your financial junk drawer, that would hurt. So it is definitely valuable, but now it's about how do you organize it and how do you make it work? How do you, how do you put a purpose to all of these different financial vehicles that you have to make sure you can accomplish your retirement vision?
0: Yeah, we're calling it a junk drawer of investments, but it's your retirement savings. It's, 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 it's it's meetings and hard work and your accumulation advisors, you know, recommendations and it's, it's definitely not junk uh, in the negative sense but it's the feeling it gives you. So today, what we want to help you do is organize that investments, organize those investments, turn them into a retirement plan and apply the guiding principles that we call the Merkle Retirement Method. So we're gonna talk about how to do that in some different steps to uh, organizing your investments. So Lauren, you touched on some of them, but I think too, it'll help people you know, jog their memories because if you're 65, you've been working for 40 years You might not even quite remember what you did when you first entered the workforce, first got married. Just think of all the life steps that that people who are getting ready to retire have gone through. What other things do you find that people have uh, that they've invested in over the years that they need to turn into a retirement plan?
1: Well, one, all, all of these different vehicles need to be turned into a retirement plan, and I think it's I think it's important to understand the difference between the investment vehicles, the investment products, which represents your financial junk drawer that's that's in in kind of a chaotic mess, and a retirement plan. The retirement plan is how are all these vehicles going to work together to make or to help allow you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. So the plan is when you retire, you're going to need income. Where's the income going to come from? Is it coming from your Social Security right away? Are you going to delay receipt of your Social Security? Are going to use up to the 81 different options you have to turn on your Social Security? The life insurance that you have, the IRA, the 401k plan, the annuities, the brokerage accounts that you have, how are you going to use those to produce the excess income that you need for your lifestyle over what you're going to receive from Social Security or maybe the pension that you have? the legacy plan the the tax plan how are you going to mitigate the impact of taxation on the income that you receive from all these different vehicles that is your plan and that is what creates the organization and gives a new purpose to all of these other financial vehicles that you have the financial vehicles are really representative of your hard work your sacrifice your discipline to save over all of these years And when you're in the accumulation years, it's not as necessary to have a very specific intention or purpose behind those vehicles. What you're doing is you're raising kids, you're you're buying a house, you're paying off the mortgage, paying off student loans, you're doing all of these things in the accumulation years. But at the same time, you know at some point way down the road, you're going to have to not work anymore. And you're gonna still need income. And so you know you're putting money away from this this time way down the road where you're gonna need income. Uh, and it's not going to be produced from the labors of your work, the W-2 in, the W two wages. So you're going through this phase and you're thinking about this far off time, but then you wake up one day and then you're there and you know, you're going to have to retire or you want to retire. You're not going to be able to work anymore. And that's where that retirement plan comes into play to redefine how you're going to use all these vehicles that to work together to make sure you can have the best retirement that you can.
0: So like your junk drawer, everyone's investments are a little bit different. You might have the cell phones and the chargers and all that, or you might have nails and lighters. Here's a chance to talk directly to a retirement planner about what's in your life savings, what's unique to you. It's a complimentary 15-minute retirement checkup call. You can schedule one right now by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, retire.com. Right there, there's a link to the calendars of the retirement planners here at Merkle Retirement Planning, and you can schedule your 15-minute checkup call today. Let's go back to the junk drawer. So first, I'm looking at all the investments. I'm getting ready to turn them into a retirement. I'm super excited, but I'm a little overwhelmed Lauren, do I start first by I actually, I should just ask you, why Why would I try to pretend where to start? I don't know. What do I do first as I'm kind of feeling a little overwhelmed looking at all these
1: things? Well, what we do is when people come to meet with us for the first time, we ask them to just collect as, as many of the items, the statements that they can of all of these different financial vehicles that they have. So their 401k plan their, from the current employer, their old 401k plans, the IRAs, the inheritance statements that they have, all of these different things. And then we collect them... In and we start talking about the good about them. We start talking about where there's opportunities to improve these different vehicles. We start talking about how they can work together, some of the pitfalls that they might want to look out for as they go through the next couple years, uh, pre-retirement and then into retirement. So we first start with all the documents. Uh, and then from there, we look at how do we organize these documents into a plan to really put some organization and synergies around these financial vehicles that they have to produce the outcome that they want uh, as they make that next transition into retirement.
0: So as you start looking at this, then getting you know deeper into their investments, a lot of times looking at old 401ks and deciding what to do with those is part of this. Does that include rolling over into IRAs, sometimes staying in those 401ks? What does that look like?
1: It's a little bit different for everybody. Uh, Typically, with an old 401k plan, it does make sense to consolidate that into an IRA. It's underneath your name, your control. You don't then have to worry about what the old employer, with the changes that they're making to their plan. You're going to have a lot more investment selections that are offered to you underneath your name, your control underneath the IRA. But sometimes, in some situations, it does make sense to leave it underneath the old 401k plan. Uh, But what a lot of people find is as they age... They want simplicity, and part of the benefit of moving old four hundred and one k plans to your IRA is it is a consolidation account. Meaning that if you have two, three, four, five different old four hundred and one k plans, it becomes a it, it, it becomes quite the task to keep track of all of these different old employer employer plans. You get these different statements. It's not an uncommon experience that even after a year of working with somebody. They'll come in for a review and they'll say, hey, I I forgot about this account way over here from a long time ago. What do we do with this account now? Right. But once you have these things consolidated, it's much easier to not forget about these types of things. And then think about your legacy transition as well. If you forget about it and you have a hard time finding it, if you pass away and that's not consolidated, if your items are not organized, how are your kids going to find that old So it helps you not only while you're alive as you're making that transition to and through retirement, but it also helps from a legacy transition to simplify, consolidate and have things as organized as possible.
0: I love my parents to death. But while you were talking, all I was thinking about is if something, God forbid, should happen to them going through their house would be like one giant drunk drawer. No, they have a beautiful house, but they have you know 30 years of stuff in the house so it's more like the closets and stuff are just full
1: you, you of accumulate things. a lot of stuff over a 30 year time frame the stories i could tell from that i hear from families when their parents pass i mean we're talking about weeks of sorting through just stuff a lifelong collection of just stuff and and the toll that that takes on them because a lot of times they're still working um, and they just spend hours and hours and hours of sorting through all the stuff. And that's in the, the midst of the emotional turmoil that goes with losing parents or loved ones as well.
0: And if you're still working and you're starting to think about retirement, let's go back to the 401 case for just a minute. Sometimes it makes sense to even roll what's inside the 401k of your current employer But sometimes there's a little mental exercise there, Lauren, because people like that big number and they think contributing to it makes the number go faster than taking some of it out and rolling it into an IRA.
1: Yes, there's a lot of things there. So let's unfold it one at a time. The organization and the simplification and the consolidation uh, desire or the the benefits that come with moving old employer plans to an IRA, really your strategy is let's get let's use the IRA for what it's designed for, which is a consolidation effort. And then let's use the 401k plans for what they are designed for, which is new contributions. The benefit of the 401k plan is a lot of the, a lot of the times the employers offer a match. So that's free money. We love free money. So well, we, yeah. we, yeah. So we want to take advantage of that free money, but they also have higher contributory limits as well. If you're 50 or above, you can contribute $26,000 to your 401k plan. If you're 50 and above, you can only contribute $7,000 to an IRA so you have the ability to accumulate wealth much quicker underneath the 401k plan just because of those higher contributory limits. So our recommendation is let's use the 401k plan for what it's designed which is new contributions and let's use the IRA for what it is designed for simplification and consolidation. Even with your new employer so Molly this is what you were referring to even with your your current employer once you're 59 and a half or older Most employer plans today do allow you to sweep your accumulated balance, or at least a portion of it, over into an IRA. And when you do that, you don't have to pay taxes on it, if you do it right, and it continues to grow underneath the IRA. Now, as far as the accelerated growth, the potential growth opportunity underneath the 401k plan and the IRA is the same. So if you have $100,000 underneath your 401k plan and you earn 10% on that $100,000 in your 401k plan, that's $10,000 growth. Same, same thing applies to your, your IRA. If you have $100,000 underneath your IRA, you get 10% on your IRA, that's $10,000 growth. Your 401k plan is not going to grow quicker than your IRA, but it may appear like it does because underneath your 401k plan, you are contributing to it as well. So you have your contributions, you have the potential growth of of the investments that you use with the IRA. If you're not contributing to it, you have the potential growth of the investments that you use. So it, it could appear there's an illusion that the 401k plan might do better or might work better, but it all has to do with the investments that you're using and the performance of those investments. So the benefit that the IRA has over the 401k plan in that field is you can literally invest in just about anything you want to with the IRA you're not limited to the 10 or 15 or 20 different investment options that your employer offers underneath the 401k plan. You also can control the expenses on the IRA much better because you have a lot more, a lot more choice. There's some investments on the IRA that don't cost you anything. There's some investments underneath the IRA that's going to cost you a whole lot, but it's your, your choice. You can choose to invest in the expensive investments. You can choose to invest in the investments that don't cost you anything. You're not as limited as what you are with the 401k plan.
0: Let's go back to when people first come in, too, and they've got uh, this, this drawer of investments, uh, their life savings. I remember when I set up my first 401k about 20 years ago, guys, guess who my beneficiary was? Your parents? My parents. My father, I believed I was named the beneficiary. Well, fast forward 20 years, my father's no longer the beneficiary. I love you, dad. But I've you know added some children and a husband and all that stuff. So when people come into you, though, a- as I know life can happen, do you find that one of the things you help them through is let's look at the beneficiaries, let's make sure everything's updated, let's make sure it's going where you want it to go.
1: Another huge benefit of con- uh, consolidating underneath an IRA, if you have three old employer plans, one of the, one of the risks that you have is that old, employer, that old employer makes changes to their plan frequently. And one of those changes could be a custodian change. So instead of being at ABC custodian, they move it to XYZ custodian. And many times the beneficiaries don't get updated with that move. So you might have had your spouse as a beneficiary. You might have had your kids as a beneficiary where it was. But unbeknownst to you, when they went to XYZ custodian, that beneficiary did not transfer over You don't realize it, you pass away, and now there's no beneficiary designated on that old employer plan. And the more old employer plans or really the more different investment vehicles you have, the harder it is for you to keep track of those types of changes. So those things fall through the cracks all the time. If you have used the IRA for what it's designed, which is that consolidation account, and you move your old employer plans and even your post-59 uh current employer money to that account, it's much easier to identify, here's how your beneficiaries are designated on the vast majority of your retirement wealth, and when it comes time to make a change to your beneficiaries like you did, Molly, you changed it from your dad to... Cole, probably, and your kids. Yeah, Cole's in there. (laughs) And if you ever want to change that, you go to that IRA and you change it. It's one signature, and it's done, as opposed to... You have to track down this 401k. You have to talk to this 401k provider and this 401k provider and fill out this paperwork and this paperwork and this paperwork. It's much easier to maintain, here's what you want to do from a legacy planning standpoint. And then it's about execution. And the more organized you can make your financial accounts, the easier it's going to be for you to maintain who your beneficiaries are on what accounts. And when it's time to make changes, it becomes much easier as well.
0: So today we're talking about organizing your junk drawer and the ultimate goal of course is turning it in to your retirement income and your retirement vision. So Lauren people come in they say here's what I've got Lauren I've got life insurance IRA brokerage account blah blah blah. But Lauren is it enough? Is my junk drawer my specific one looks a lot different than Rochelle's and looks a lot different than yours. Is this enough to retire? How do you help people
1: Answer that question. Well, this is the fun part of the conversation because this is where we really get to dive deep into what their retirement vision is, or what their retirement vision may be. So, some people have a really clear idea of what they want to do when they give up the work, and we talk about it. We talk about do they? We talk about their ambitions to get a motorhome and drive across the country. We talk about their ambitions to be a full-time babysitter for their grandkids. We talk about uh, them wanting to relocate for part of the year during the winter months usually yes, to someplace much more warm. We talk about this golf cart that they want to get so they can cruise around their neighborhood and they don't have <laughs> to drive their vehicle. We talk about all the fun things that they're thinking about that they want to do because not only is that fun to talk about and it's fun for them to visualize because they are on the cusp of really living this new life but it's also going to determine how much they need to live on in retirement. So that to answer the question do they have enough? Yes, we need to know what it is that they actually have, but then we also need to know what do they want to do because that's going to determine how much it's going to cost. And then from there we can answer that question do they have enough? And if they do, the smiles on their faces. It's that, that is the fun part to see some of that anxiety just kind of wash away. They get to, they know what they want to do. Now they know they can do it. And we develop a plan, an execution plan of here's how they are going to deliver that income at point of retirement and beyond. Here's some of the things they need to look out for. If they don't have enough, or it appears that they don't have enough, that is excellent news as well because they haven't retired yet. And now there's steps that they can take and we outline that plan, that action plan. Here's steps that you can take to help shore up your income to make sure that you do have enough. Here's how much money you can spend. And here here's what kind of lifestyle that this money that you can spend can provide to you. So what, regardless of what the answer is, yes, you have enough or no, you don't have enough right now. It is good news because there's action items, specific action steps that they can take to help improve or shore up what it is they're trying to do.
0: Speaking of junk, this is great timing. So in the community I live in, there's not a junk day, but you can call the city or text the city and have them come. So today is the day they come to our house and pick up junk. We got these old mattresses out of our daughter's rooms, pulled them to the curb last night in the rain, a chair that's broken, a pool that's got a hole in it. Um, I think that's the basics of it. Five minutes, I look out, someone has taken those mattresses (laughs) and that box spring. And Cole goes, you know what? I've slept on worse. (laughs) So someone thought my junk, my junk was a treasure. And by the way, the mattresses aren't that bad. Um, they're just not super comfortable. I have to lay with the girls occasionally, you know, bad dreams and yeah. such. And I actually said, I'm putting my foot down. The girls need new mattresses. They don't care, <laughs> but the one who lays with them during the bad dreams is not comfortable.
1: Well, that's very normal. I mean, that same thing happened to my daughter. When when she's two years old, she doesn't care what she's laying on. They weigh 20 pounds. So you get yeah. something that is... Cost-effective because they don't care, and you know they're gonna wet the bed, and right. right, yes. So, but as they mature, as they get older, and as you have to spend more time in that. You know, you tend to upgrade the mattress a little bit. Yeah,
0: so we've (laughs) upgraded the mattress fittingly as we talk about uh, junks and drunk drawers of investments. So Lauren, the things that maybe aren't in the drawer that people bring into you, but definitely come into play as you're helping them turn all of this into a retirement plan. I'm thinking of things like social security. That's not in the drawer when people come to you. I'm thinking of things like inflation. That's not in the drawer, but it's part of the plan. Uh, inheritances not in the drawer yet, but can be added maybe as this process goes along. What else uh, are you thinking about as you're putting all this together?
1: Yes, I like how you put that Social Security, inflation, and inheritance. Those are not in your literal uh, financial junk drawer, but they do influence how you would use all of those different things in your junk drawer. The other thing that we need to consider is long-term care. Now, there are some people that go into this phase of their retirement with a long-term care product. So that could be a part of their junk drawer. But a lot of times what we find is they don't have it. They haven't really considered how to mitigate the impact of long-term care risk, although it is on their mind. And that is one of the, the benefits of organizing your financial Drunk tour in creating a plan is sometimes you find pieces that are missing. Sometimes you find uh, or start thinking about different things in a different way when you see this picture put together and you start seeing you've missed this part over here, you've missed this part over here. That happens a lot with tax planning too. People people don't realize the tax risk that they have until they put their retirement plan together, until you put your retirement plan together, and then you can see this gap that you've missed. Taxes are the biggest risk that most people have as you enter Retirement. So, as you think about spending the money that you have, as you think about how much money you've saved, that's just how much money is in your account. That doesn't mean that's how much money you actually get to take out and keep. See, in retirement planning, it's all about what you get to keep, what you get to spend. It's not about what you have. If you have a million dollar IRA, you've never paid taxes on it before you don't get to keep that full million dollars. So now your tax planning should be structured around how you get to keep most of that million dollars as opposed to sending a big check to Uncle Sam and a big check to the state of Iowa or whatever state that you reside in.
0: Lauren, a lot of times to get to this investment drawer that we're lovingly calling a junk drawer you had an accumulation advisor help you. You had somebody in your community, maybe somebody you've gotten to know over this last 20 to 30 year uh, period who you know, you've know maybe hang out with socially. Sometimes it's hard for people to say, this person did what I needed them to do in this phase, but I've got another phase coming and I'm not positive that this is the person to help me do it.
1: This is one of the hard decisions that often people have to make. Is because, and First, you just have to realize. So you have to realize that there are different advisors uh, different types of advisors out there that specialize in different things. And that's that's a big realization for a lot of people because most people think that all advisors do the same thing. Where in reality, there are accumulation advisors and they specialize on the accumulation phase of your life. There are two distinct Financial phases of your life, the accumulation phase where you're accumulating wealth for this time you're not going to work. And then there's the retirement phase where you are not working and now you have to live on this wealth that you've accumulated. And there's significantly different strategies, a significantly different mindset and way to look at planning in those two distinct phases. So the accumulation advisors focus on the accumulation phase, and then the retirement planners focus on now you have this wealth. What's the best way to organize it? What's the best way to take an income from it and make sure you can accomplish all the different things that you have to accomplish. So when you approach that retirement phase, this new phase of your life that you've never been in before, it's important to make sure you have the right specialist on your team. And the best analogy I can come up with is probably uh, from the medical field. You know, you have a general physician, you might have gone to your general physician for 30 years. But you get diagnosed with a heart condition, and now you need a heart surgery, you're not going to ask your general physician to perform that heart surgery. That general physician is not going to offer to – that would be malpractice. In the investment field, advisors try to put on all hats where they're uh, the accumulation specialist, and then when you transition to the retirement field, they try to uh, become the retirement specialist, and that's where a lot of mistakes take place. So it is incumbent upon you to recognize – What kind of specialist do you have on your team and to make sure you have the right specialist for that right phase of your life? You get one shot to get this right. A lot of the decisions that you have to make as you enter retirement, you've never had to make before. And when you make these decisions, they're going to be permanent decisions. There there are not too many do-overs. And you want, just like heart surgery, you, there's not too many do-overs. You want to make sure that you have the right instruments, the right surgical procedures on your side to make sure that you have the best retirement plan, the best retirement experience that you can have.
0: One of the keys to organizing your junk drawer, the literal junk drawer in your home, is storage solutions, trays, folders, binders, whatever that means. Here at Muckle Retirement Planning there is a storage solution for your retirement plan and we deliver it in a binder. Lauren, tell people about the binder and more tell them how that binder really helps tie all of this planning and all this hard work together.
1: Well, the Merkle Retirement Method is something that we developed over the years, which is a process to develop your retirement plan. And that's what you're gonna find in the binder. And the binder is just a, a good storage solution to keep things organized, to keep things organized not only for you, But when you pass, when you pass, your kids, your loved ones are going to find this retirement plan and they're going to see this is how much money you have here. This is how much money you have here. This is an IRA that you have over here. Here's a life insurance product you have over here. So instead of trying to dig through your entire house, all of your filing cabinets, everything, there's one concise location that they can go to to see what it is that you have. That's the benefits when you're gone. The benefits while you are alive and you're living on these resources that you've worked so hard to accumulate is confidence. You look at the income piece of your retirement plan in this binder, and it shows you at point of retirement, here's how much money you can have. Here's how much money you're going to get from this social security strategy that is the best for you. Here's how much money you're going to get from this IRA. Three years into retirement, here's how much money you're going to have to help combat inflation because you know you're going to need more money five years into retirement than what you're going to need at point of retirement just because of inflation. If you have a long-term care event, here's what it's going to do to you while you need long-term care. Here's how you're going to, be able to pay for the type of care that you deserve, the type of care that you need. And here's what it's going to do. If you're married, here's what it's going to do to your surviving spouses, the rest of their retirement. So this this plan is ever-changing because your life is ever-changing. And sitting here today, we cannot accurately predict everything that's going to happen over the next 20 years. So we develop this plan based on all the information that we know now. And then as life happens, as life changes, that plan changes with it.
0: Lauren, just like your junk drawer at home, upkeep is crucial to keeping you organized. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast. Again, it's retiring today. Also, you can schedule your 15 minute retirement checkup call right now, at MerkelRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E retire.com. It's a complimentary chance to talk about your financial junk drawer with a retirement planner. Thanks for listening. Merkel Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC.